And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Miller. Everyone, I'm Brad Keston. And my name is Jenny Wilson. This is Stacey Heather Tolkien. Hi, my name is Angela Lee Sloan, also known as the voice of Lucy. The voice of Charlie Brown. The voice of Sally Brown. It's Peppermint Patty. The voice of Linus on Peanuts. Derek Mackey with Cool Water Productions LLC and Sam Mason are bringing you the first virtual live autograph signing event ever. This is your chance to add our autographs to your collection. We have pictures, Funko Pops, Super 7 figures, private one-on-one -on -one video chats, and a group panel. You can find all the information on any of our social media pages just by searching at Peanuts Reunion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can actually also order tickets to our October 10th two-part event on inhouse-con.com. The first part of the event will be the one-on-one -on -one video chats and Peanuts panel hosted by Derek Mackey from 12 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Then you can go over to our Facebook page and watch us sign your items live hosted by Sam Mason. We also have a, uh, a mail-in service where you can send in your items and have them signed by us. Or you can buy one or more of our items that we have for pre-sale. Starting now! The pre-sale items are limited in number, so get yours today. Brad Keston, voice of Charlie Brown. Sally Brown. This is Linus. So, join us October 10th. We can't wait to see you there, and thanks so much. And I'd like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. Thanking you for being a Peanuts fan. I'd really like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. This is Peppermint Patty, and I would like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. See you on October 10th. Carry on my son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. everybody and welcome to Lupa's Bits episode 15 and it only took me 25 minutes to figure that out. I am your host Lupa Barty, affectionately known as Stephanie, aka the best podcaster around. Take that Mythmaster. The only time I will break out an aka is to poke at the Mythmaster and I figure it's October. It is my time of the year. I can pick on the Mythmaster. Just, you know, because I can't. Just because I left Mythbits doesn't mean that our rivalry has ended. I still have the best podcast on the network. Why? Because, dude, you're not on the network. <laughs> There's a reason I keep it that way. Anyway, so it's October. And although it's cold and it's the rainy season for us here on Lake Simcoe, um, I do like the month of October. I do like all things scary. Okay, let me rephrase that. I do like most things scary. Um, I like scary movies to a point. I like haunted places. I like anything supernatural or paranormal. And, um, we're going to delve into that part of me on tonight's episode. A few things that I want to share with you. Um, I didn't pull up any poems, and 
I probably should have, but I only have a few that I actually wrote, which is surprising. I only have a few that I actually wrote um, that kind of correspond with October and what October means to me. So I might save them closer to um, the end of the month, which becomes more of a, a special time for me. So um, for all of those that are going to be listening to my podcast and are in Canada, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. Get your fill on the turkey. I know with the new um, COVID restrictions that our premier has put us under, uh, it's not quite the Thanksgivings that we're used to. Um, my Thanksgiving, for example, usually consists consisted of, I mean, my Thanksgiving was going to be different this year anyway, but my Thanksgivings of the past usually consisted of me and my husband and my daughter and my son and my daughter-in-law and my grandson um, going to either my brothers or my sisters because I just don't have the room in my house. I didn't have the room in my house. Um, the year my daughter was born, we did Christmas at my house because I was not taking her, I was not traveling with a two-month-old baby. I wasn't happening. And not because she was a two-month-old baby. I breastfed, so, you know, she was like a, a pack-and-play, ready to go. <laughs> Food came came with her. But I wasn't getting dressed up and having to put on a nice outfit and pack at least three other nice outfits because um, I was an excellent dairy queen. That's all I'm going to say. None of my children starved. And we had Christmas at our place and it was just, no, there were two, way, 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 way too many people in my house. Get out. Always get out. So we go to my brothers we go to my sisters. Um, we've done that for like the last two or three years um, since mom left her last husband. Yeah, we call her Elizabeth Taylor, but that's another podcast. Anyway, uh, we would go to her and John's place for Thanksgiving because they had a huge house, huge property. Um, it was the last weekend before they closed up the pool and it was heated. They had a hot tub. It was great. I need to stop banging my nails because my producer is going to be twitching because he's going to have to edit out all this clicking. Um, and it's bad enough I'm going to be using my mouse later. <laughs> when I was testing to make sure that you could hear what I'm going to be sharing, I actually got to hear just how loud my mouse really is. Um, and when I'm done this podcast, I'm going to be getting on Amazon and I'm going to be buying a silent mouse. And I know they work because I bought one for somebody. I have noise issues and they would click their mouse and they would move their mouse and spin their little wheelie thing and I would want to smash their keyboard against their head. So yes, I'm going to go once I'm done this podcast and I'm going to go buy myself a silent mouse and hopefully that will make my producer happy and he won't have to edit out my mouse out of my podcast. <laughs> Um, I have a good indication that that's going to make him very happy. <laughs> anyway, 
So my Thanksgivings always were huge family gatherings. I mean, my immediate family, there's me, well, there was me, my ex, my daughter, my son, my daughter-in-law, my grandson, my brother, my sister-in-law, their two kids, then my sister, my brother-in-law, and now their two kids. So we are up to 14 people. Oh, wait, and my mom, that's 15 people. Oh, wait, and then there was my grandmother and my grandfather. That's 17 people. And that's just the immediate family. And then my Auntie Kathy and my Uncle Jeff would join us, my Aunt Shirley and my Uncle Victor. So our family Thanksgivings usually consisted of between 20 and 25 people. Every year, as long as I can remember. And then, I mean, yeah, over the years, you know, my dad died, so that took down a person. My grandfather died, that took out another person. Um, my Auntie Kathy and my Uncle Jeff stopped coming. My Aunt Shirley and my Uncle Victor, they kind of split between coming and visiting us and visiting my Auntie Kathy and my Uncle Jeff or their own kids if they feel so inclined to have their parents for Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm rolling my eyes because I have very little regard for my cousins, Stuart and Bob. Anyway, um, and I can say their names freely because A, they know how I feel, and B, they're not going to stoop to, you know, lower themselves to listen to my podcast. <laughs> Actually, my cousin Stuart might, just in case I say something about him, but you know. Anyway, I digress. Wow, I'm doing that a lot. Um... So yeah, my family Thanksgiving, I'm not going to see any of my family at all. None of my biological family this Thanksgiving. But I am lucky enough to be living in a place where I have chosen family. So I will be spending it with my chosen sister and her husband and um, her bestie and their family. Because they're all within our bubble. And, uh, you know, we're keeping it to 10 so, I mean, you could have 25 outside, 10 inside, but, you know, it is Ontario. It is Lake Simcoe. It is October. Um, and if the weather the last few days has been any indication, we may end up inside because today it was sunny and it was, it was, at one point it was really, really, really weird. I live in a trailer. I pretty much, if I were to lay down on the floor and put my arms up over my head, I'm pretty sure... There might only be about a foot and a half from my fingertips to the wall. So it's a small trailer and it was raining today, but it was raining on the back side of the trailer and it was sunny on the porch side of the trailer. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Um, but the last few days have been rainy, it have been cold, and they've been really windy. We had hail yesterday, and what I affectionately refer to as chunky snow, when I don't want, or chunky rain, when I don't want to actually admit that maybe there's snow. So, uh, yeah, we could end up inside. We're planning on having a bonfire, and we are planning on... Um, Honoring the Corn King. If you don't know what that is, I suggest you Google it. I Tomorrow I will be baking uh, the pecan pie that I will be contributing to our Thanksgiving feast. And um, writing my letter for the Corn King. I still haven't done that. I still don't know what to write. So, um, yeah. I will, I will touch on the Corn King a little bit. Uh, maybe next week. Maybe after 
we have done it. I will talk about it. It's kind of a very personal thing for me. So if you don't know what the Corn King is, I mean, we, we honor the, um, this is the second harvest of the three harvests. And this is where you gather and you eat up all of the things that traditionally won't keep over the winter. So, um, you, you've taken all the harvests out of the fields. You would traditionally what farmers would do and the, the townsfolk would do is the women would get together in large groups and they would do the canning and they would do the preserving and they would do the salting of the meat and, uh, preparing everything for the winter. And the men would be doing, um, the gathering of the wood and securing everything for winter, making sure there was enough food, getting the fields ready for the winter, um, and all of that. So they would, um, that's what the corn king is. So we're going to be doing that. But to this episode, I'm not even sure how far in we are. Uh, let me see here. Good grief. We're 11 minutes in. I haven't even gotten to what this episode is about. Like I said, I am all about all things spooky. Um, I had an interesting conversation with a friend last night. And we were kind of psychoanalyzing. Well, I wasn't because I don't do that. But he was psychoanalyzing my... Um, Scary movie, horror movie, thriller movie, uh, like and dislike. So I love anything that has a paranormal theme to it. I love anything that deals with the supernatural, whether it's vampire or werewolf, um, fairy or um, like anything magical, thriller wise. I love it. Um, I like anything that deals with demons and the battle between angels and demons like Constantine and, um, Legion. Uh, I'm seeing another one and I can't, I can't pull the name off the top of my head. Um, there was one that I've watched a couple of times called, um, Deliver Us From Evil, which is really good really enjoy that one. Um, La Llorona, I really like that movie. But I knew the um, folklore before I saw the movie. So I kind of went into that movie kind of going, uh -huh, okay, I know the folklore. I know the urban legend. You best get this story right. And they, they were pretty close. They did a really good job. I'll give them that. Anyway, so I love all the stuff like that. I love psychological thrillers. I love, I mean, I can handle some blood, guts, and gore to a point. Obviously, I've seen Seven, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm kind of sitting on the edge of my seat going, what's in the box? I need to, I'm pretty sure I know what's in the box. I want to know what's in the box. Um, Silence of the Lambs, didn't bother me at all. Thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I have a problem with, I, and even Michael Myers, I I can watch. I will watch it from the safety of behind my pillow. But I can watch an entire Michael Myers movie. 
I attempted a Friday the 13th earlier in the week simply because my boyfriend, which he doesn't know yet, but he will um, one day when, you know, he leaves the absolutely amazing wife that he's married to, because I really adore her too, um, Jared Padalecki, was in the movie. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I can do this. I can watch it because he's in it. And I just I focus on him. Nope. No. It got to the barn scene with the crazy redneck dude and he comes in and he's got like this burlap sack on and he doesn't have his mask yet. So I'm like, okay, you know, he doesn't really look like Jason. I can kind of do, he's got the machete, but you know, okay, maybe. And I mean, the crazy redneck hillbilly dude was kind of creepy. I was kind of rooting for Jason at that point. Like take the dude out. He's a little icky. It's all good. If this is the kind of, this is how the movie's going to roll, I am good. I can get behind a movie like this. Take out the icky people. I will root for the serial killer. Um, he took him out. I'm like, all right, I can deal with this. And then he put the mask on. And that whole scene with him putting that mask on and then walking up to that shattered mirror, I was like, no, I'm out of here. I am done. No, I cannot do this. Mm-mm. No way. Like <laughs> out. And I bolted. I, I literally bolted. I, I did not stand up and walk around the couch and enter into the um, studio where Crystal was working. Nope. I pretty much leapt over the arm of the couch and the dog food bin and hit the kitchen floor. I think I missed most of the rest of the living room floor. And the entire time I am beating a hasty retreat, attempting to not scream, Brian is sitting in the chair, roaring with laughter. And that is pretty much how I watched that Friday the 13th. I would listen because I am a really, really, really good judge of scary movie music. I know. And it's the movies that stop the music that freak me out the most because you know they have stopped the music for a reason. You are going to jump out of your skin. And I'm all for a good jump scare, okay? All for a good jump scare. But when you do it in a slasher flip, that is just not fair. Not fair. <laughs> so, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. And um, I can hear the music. And I'm like, okay, so that's that's fairly benign. That That's not Jason music. That's not going to come and get me music. I can come back. And, and Brian can hear me coming. He's like, oh, it's okay, Lou. Come on. You're good. You're good. I, yeah. You know... You know, <laughs> I come out and there's Jason and he's got the machete and the mask. And next thing I know, it's impaled into somebody and the music hasn't changed. It's still fairly benign. Where's the Jason music? So back into the studio I go. I watched it in, in, in micro. I can't even say in minute increments. It was more like micro minute increments. I would come in, I would look at the screen, I would register what I was seeing and I would leave. Um, and I, I don't actually remember, I remember catching bits and pieces of, um, Jared Padalecki. I remember when he showed up at rich dude's house. Um, that's about it. That is really about all that I saw of him in the movie. And I know he was like a main character in the movie cause they were looking for his sister. 
But yeah, I wasn't in there long enough to actually see him for more than in the 10 minutes that I saw him at the beginning of the movie. So, yeah. And I'm even worse when it comes to um, Freddy Krueger movies. And I have somebody that can attest to that. I, I, yeah. No. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh my God. I cannot watch Freddy Krueger movies. I not by myself, not in a room where I'm still sitting by myself. I pretty much need a physical body to hide in, on, around, or under. Somehow. I just, I need a pillow so I can block out the sound. Um, yeah, no, I... I, I and I think I've explained on my podcasts before why Freddy freaks me out the most. Out of all of the slasher icons, he is the one that does it for me the most. If there's going to be one that's going to terrify me and I am not going to sleep, I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> um, he's it. He's it. Because you can't escape him. Um, although I was informed last night that if it came to a horror movie, I would not survive. Um, or at least I might survive the first one, but I won't survive the sequel. So <laughs> apparently I'm not going to survive. I would survive a psychological thriller. I will not survive a horror movie. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. What if I'm the killer? Yeah, no, I would. I wouldn't survive a Freddy movie because you have to sleep eventually. Eventually, the body goes. No, you're done. Good night, and it just lays down, and you're asleep. You don't have a choice. Your body just does it for you. I mean, Jason. Okay, Jason. I could avoid all of the Jason traps. I'm not going to go in the woods. I'm not going to go camping. Um, I'm over forty, so there's no chance of me being the virgin having sex in the bush for the first time death so i'm good there um not gonna go to some rich dude's cabin in the bush no i'm good there i don't drink anymore so i'm good there so i think i could avoid most of the jason traps um i don't think jason's ever been in a city i could be wrong um I do hang out with people that <laughs> I am being informed emphatically that Jason has been in a city. So I'm screwed. I'm screwed. Okay. So I'll admit Jason will take me out. Um, so I would be taken out by Freddie. I'd be taken out by Jason. Michael Myers. I, I, I like to think that I'm kind of like the Jamie Lee Curtis character. I got attitude. I can, I can survive. Come on now. They just did another one and she's still kicking and her kid and her granddaughter who I am pretty sure is going to be the next psycho killer in the Michael Myers franchise. If you've seen the latest one and okay, spoil alert if you haven't, but if you've seen the latest one, they just put out and they're take, they're driving off in the back of the pickup truck and you watch that granddaughter and she's sitting by that knife and, like, she gets that crazy, you know, helter-skelter look in her eyes. And, I mean, she's kind of hanging on to that. And, you know, there something's just not right up there. So, 
Yeah. See, I can do Michael Myers. I can talk about Michael Myers. I can watch Michael Myers. I can do Michael Myers because Jamie Lee Curtis is my hero. I love that woman. I loved her in A Fish Called Wanda. I loved her in Halloween. She is the ultimate screen queen. Um, yeah, so I think I could survive a Halloween movie. I think I could survive Michael Myers. Um, Freddy Krueger, no, because eventually I'm going to go to sleep. And yeah, we've already established I'm not going to survive Jason. So my best hope is if I end up in a serial killer or psycho killer scenario, it's Michael Myers. Because <laughs> then I'll be all right. Okay. So, I can do some horror. I've seen Saw, against my will, but I have seen Saw. I've seen a couple of them. I've seen Hostel. And the conversation that I had last night with um, my friend was that is something totally different from the Jason, Freddy, Michael franchise. That's more a terror flick than it is a horror flick. So... Which is really weird. I can't do basic horror to an extent, but I can do terror to an extent. And I still can't remember the name of that stupid clown movie. Um, not It. It was another ridiculous movie. Um, and I think, I, I think actually, to be quite honest with you, I think the only reason why I made it through that movie, um, because it was really gory. It was really bloody. And the kills were were pretty extreme. I mean, he basically cuts a girl in half, but not vertically in half. It's horizontally. No, not horizontally in half. It was more vertically in half from the bottom up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it was it was pretty graphic. But the whole time it's happening, I am screaming at the TV going, that is not physically possible. It, it, you have to see the scene. Anatomically, that was not physically possible. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, I mean, she's still screaming, and it was just, no. No. And I still don't understand the tricycle, but... I digress. And he was crazy. So riding around on a little tricycle was probably fine. It was creepy. So maybe that was what, that was it. Anyway, but I can do psychological thriller. I love a good psychological thriller. Um, for example, one, As Above, So Below. My son um, suggested that one for me. Because he knows how I am about haunted places. I love them. And this movie is based in the Paris catacombs. So that is a place that I want to go, but I need some counseling, maybe some heavy-duty medication um, before I can do that. Because it's I also have a whole um, claustrophobic underground thing. <laughs> and catacombs are you know, underground. So, but anyway, this movie is set there and, um, it had, it had everything that I crave in a movie. It had the thriller aspect. It had the scary, um, aspect. It had ghosts. 
it had the angels versus demons aspect to it. It had the religious aspect to it because they did find the gate to hell and they did find, um, there's a legend about it, about this gate, this gateway between our world and the underworld. And, you know, it's written across the door, abandon hope, all ye who enter here. Um, they found that. They found the Philosopher's Stone. I mean, it, everything was in this movie. It was incredible. And the ending is just a complete and total mess with your mind ending. Because you're like, do what now? Um, and I will admit, I slept with the light on that night. The one beside my bed. Normally, I, I'm pretty good. I can turn the light off and... Um, I don't know, maybe I, I'm jaded now, but I, I can actually, I watched, um, well, we watched, um, Deliver Us From Evil the other night and I came home, um, I found a dead bird in my bed, not a real dead bird. It was one of those skeletal ones you can buy from the dollar store. Um, my chosen brother family, <laughs> <laughs> we we have this little practical joke thing going on right now and I have a lovely little friend for him and I am right now just lulling him into a false sense of security because I did get him back with the vulture um, it was it was a plastic vulture that he had stuck in my bed under the covers so when I went to pull back the covers and crawl into bed there he was kind of like a horse head in the bed but you know a skeletal vulture and I waited until the next day. I didn't say anything to him. Waited until the next day. Still didn't say anything to him. And he was kind of hinting around, you know, did you find anything? Did did, did, you, did anything unusual happen? And uh, I, I was making jokes back like, oh, are we having buzzard for dinner tonight? And he wasn't getting it. He's like, no, 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 we're having chicken. So I had taken, um, we have this battle going with his spatula. Because part of my room and board is, um, I used to be a house cleaner, so I clean their house for them as part of my room and board. And uh, I cleaned up the kitchen and put all the cutlery and everything away. And, and his whole thing was, where's my spatula? Because he always leaves it in the frying pan so he knows where it is. And I put it away. So I wouldn't tell him. So now I, I hold his spatula at times for ransom. And <laughs> I took his spatula and the vulture and I stuck it in the cabinet where I knew he would have to go in the morning to get his coffee. Now, he would be looking for his spatula before he went for the coffee. So, my goal, because I can't scare him. There's, I can't. He watches horror movies for fun. Um, he, his, his ratio for a movie is um, kills per minute. They have to have enough kills per minute for him to, for it to hold his interest. So... Um, my part of this competition is to mildly inconvenience him. He is out to startle me. I am out to mildly inconvenience him. So I took the vulture, stuck it in the cabinet, and I slid his spatula into the rib cage of the vulture. And then I closed the cabinet, didn't say anything, and I went home. And he did tell me the next day that was that was good. That was good. That was a good one. He he thoroughly he enjoyed that. He thought that was pretty good. So now I have, you know, my little owl. And he'll know it's me because it's an owl. And it's a skeleton owl. 
It's a Halloween owl. And I'm just waiting for the perfect opportunity to put it somewhere. Now, I, I have to be careful because I have to put it somewhere that the dogs aren't going to get it. But, you know, he goes to bed early. And I know where his, 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 well, his, well, I can't enlist the aid of his wife. She did tell both of us that if she ends up as collateral damage, we're both dead. So we kind of have to keep Crystal out of it, which is fine. You know, he will slide nicely over the antenna wire. And I'm pretty sure if I drilled a hole in his head, I could slide him all the way down the antenna wire and then put like a cork on the top of his head so that he's sitting on the hood of his car. And he'll kind of see him flapping around there as he's driving. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't quite come up with exactly what I'm going to do with him yet, but um, it'll happen. October's a long month. So, okay. Now, the, the, the basis of this episode was supposed to be about my paranormal side because I've always been attracted to the paranormal for as long as I can remember. Um... I have seers and I have readers in my family. Again, if you're not sure what that is, Google them. Um, so I've always been drawn to the paranormal. I've always been able to feel, and you can believe it or you can't. I, honestly, not overly concerned about your opinion on what I'm about to go into because it is a personal choice. If you believe in it, you believe in it. If you don't, you don't. I've met people who don't believe in it, have seen me do my thing um, against my will and kind of went, ooh, all right, well, maybe there's something to that. Um, because when it happens, I, like I can channel the other side to a point. I've never been trained in it. I probably should be. I'm actually living with somebody who can train me a little better um, I know things that I shouldn't know. I say things that there's no possible way, unless I knew this person or I was there, I could possibly know. So, take it for what it is. Anyway, I have been fascinated with the paranormal, with um, the other side. I have a paranormal group called Beyond the Known Paranormal. And our main goal is to help people. Our main goal is to um, collect, scientifically collect proof that there is more out there. There is more beyond just this. And everything that I've collected up to this point, I am not going to definitively say is proof positive, is signs of the paranormal, is whatever. It is just unexplained. It's beyond the known. Um, I have this little device that is basically an AM FM radio. And the radios that you have nowadays, they take out all of that white staticky noise. Remember back in the day when we were kids and you'd kind of scan the radio dial and you'd get all that static and then you'd get a radio station and then if you got too far away from the radio station, you got more static and you'd have to scroll the dial again. 
Um, well, this device called Spirit Radio is an AM FM radio, and they've taken that filter out so that you do get that static because the belief in the community, in, in the paranormal community, is that um, spirit energy can speak within that static. So it scans channels. You can set the speed, but it's. I always set it to scan um, fairly quickly so that if you get a complete sentence, the odds of it coming from the same radio channel are fairly slim because there are about 100 channels on the FM dial. So you're scanning 100 channels to get two words in the same voice back to back are it's, it's kind of hard to do. So we were sitting around at my friend Dana's house and it was just her and I, we had actually just come back from doing an investigation and we were kind of unwinding and we were messing around with the equipment. Um, we weren't really paying attention and we were kind of, we were playing what we like to call profit radio. And, um, we were having a cup of tea, kind of unwinding, rehashing what had been going on. And I had the spirit box going and this is what we got. So I will play it and then I will tell you what I think it says. And I would actually be really interested in hearing your thoughts on what you think it said. So hang on. Here we go. Hold on. I forgot I had them all pulled up. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Okay, we're listening. Okay, so I will play that one more time because it's fairly quick. Now, stop, stop, okay. So, we took that as you listen. Um, I would be interested in... See, all of that is subject to personal interpretation. It all depends on what you think you hear. It could be matrixing. I could be... We could be hearing syllables and thinking this is, is what it it's saying. Um, so I'm interested. Let me know. Shoot me a message. So this is the next one. Um, and you'll hear, like you'll hear it scanning through the radio stations. That's what that sound is. And you'll hear a couple of radio stations break through and then you'll, you'll hear the two words. So here we go. So that's, that's that one. Um, I'll play it one more time. So, yeah, that was, we, we took that as it's saying, get out. And, oh, for heaven, stop, stop. Okay, I don't, I don't know why that one's still playing because I closed that browser. See, this is the weird stuff that goes on. Oh, that explains why it's playing. All right. Now, this one, um, we weren't exactly, we kind of, it was more of a question of what we heard. Um, 
we were at my friend Dana's house. And it was a few months after um, our other friend Dana had died. So, you know, you take it for what you, you think it is. Okay, so this is the last one. Ah, promise. So, uh, no, stop. that is some of the things that you can get with a spirit box. And like I said, it is open to interpretation because it could be matrixing. I have watched paranormal shows with my sister Crystal and they hear one thing on the show because they've got the box right in front of them and they're hearing it live. So they interpret it as one thing. And then I'm like, eh, it's not what I heard. I heard this. Well, then Crystal, who's watching the exact same show, heard the exact same thing that I did, has heard something completely different. So it's all open to interpretation. And most of the times when we go in to do an investigation, we go in to debunk. Okay, they, they, they've complained. There's rattling in the walls. They can hear um, metal clanking, the floor shakes, they can hear thumping, footsteps. The first thing that we do when we go in is we hit the basement and we check the pipes. Are the pipes secured properly? When the hot water comes on, is that pipe shaking back and forth? That is something we learned watching paranormal shows, doing research, um, ductwork, loose ductwork. Especially in the wintertime, if you think you hear thumping or walking on the floor, go down in your basement. Check where those ducks are running. If they are running under the floor that you think you're hearing footsteps, listen and see if you hear those footsteps when the heater, when the furnace kicks on or when the furnace kicks off. Because those are metal. If they're in the basement, the basement is always cooler than the rest of the house, obviously. When the furnace kicks on, it is forcing hot air through those metal ducts. When it shuts off, the metal cools down and it's going to make a thump sound. Like a thump, thump. It's going to sound like footsteps. So check it out. Um, I have come across some fairly awful things while investigating. I have learned powerful lessons. Um about being cocky and not being careful and not um, heeding my own advice and my own training and just going in headlong. And I mean, I'm still, I did an episode a while ago about, you know, I have a new friend. I'm still paying for that. I'm still um, having to deal with that entire situation. Um, yeah, that'll be another podcast on another day. Anyway. Um, so. It's, it's, it's. Paranormal investigating is, is great, um, but you need to be careful. You need to take precautions. Um, trust me. I learned the hard way. I love it. I love looking for answers. 
And uh, when my grandfather died, my mom and my aunt were devastated, absolutely devastated. And my mom wanted to talk to him. She didn't really kind of buy into the whole paranormal thing. Um, the things that I do and the things that I believe um, and practice with my mom. I don't practice with my mom, but when it comes to my mom, she, I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. I do. I love my mom, but my spiritual path, my beliefs, my abilities when it comes to, um, those on the other side and things like that, she tends to poo poo and not believe in and um, look down on until it's convenient for her, until it serves a purpose for her. And then she can find a way to justify it and um, make it acceptable in her beliefs. So when my grandfather died, she was all about the paranormal all of a sudden. And I had to come over and he died at home. Um, now the paramedics brought him back and they made the decision at the hospital, but so she had me come over with all my equipment and we did all of, you know, that thing. And, uh, she wanted to talk to him. And then my aunt came up two weeks later and I had to do it all again with my aunt. And we got some some good interaction uh, whether or not it was a fluke whether or not it was coincidence i can't say i believe it was my grandfather um there were things that came across the spirit box that only he would say answers to questions that made perfect sense um there was interaction there's videos on my my face or on my youtube page just look up Beyond the Known Paranormal and you'll see them. You can judge for yourself. But I don't like using it. I don't like um, using it for personal stuff because that's not why I do it. I do it to help other people. I do it to find answers. Oh, snap. That was my neck. I don't know if you could hear it because, you know, my phone's way over there. But anyway. So, yeah. I, and October is great for me because October is all about the ghosties and the ghoulies and the creepy and the scary. And I am creepy and scary. <laughs> I'm really scary first thing in the morning. Whoo! You should see me. Wow. So, that is one of the things that I do. I am a paranormal investigator by hobby. And, um... I enjoy it. I do. And when it comes to family, um, my brother has questioned me about it. He has been interested in it and the things that I can do. We have had lengthy conversations. Um, he has never asked me to use it to talk to our dad. Um, my sister acknowledges what I do, what I do and, and accepts what I do. We don't talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. My mom, like I said, when it's convenient, um, 
what I do is acceptable. And, you know, like when she wants to talk to my grandfather, when she wants to find out if my dad's around, um, she has me break out my tarot cards. She has me break out my paranormal equipment. She has me, she plugs me in, as she says, she calls it. She plugs me in, um, and turns me on. Basically, I am her paranormal toy. So I tend to get a little, um, defensive, I guess, about it sometimes. And if I've gotten defensive with you about it at any point in time, I apologize. That is why, um, when you're looked at as a convenient party favor, and then looked down on the rest of the time because of what you can do, that it, it, it doesn't conform with their spiritual beliefs, you kind of get a little defensive when you're dealing with somebody outside of your path. So if I've, I've um, gotten cranky with you, I'm sorry. And I guess I'm kind of the kind of on the apologetic thing right now because I got an apology today from somebody, and I kind of had to explain to him that um, I kind of razzed somebody on my podcast last week, and I did get a heartfelt apology from him um, about it. Um, he went off on a rant on his podcast about um, influencers, social media influencers. And I kind of, you know, dug at him a little bit last week or the week before. Um, I think it was last. No, it was episode 13. And uh, gave him a hard time about it. And I got a heartfelt apology from him today because he actually listened to that episode today. And uh, I really did get a heartfelt apology from him. And I had to tell him, you know, like, dude, I was only I was only kidding. I was only teasing. I used to look at social influencers the same way. Like you do a bunch of goofy stuff on social media and all of a sudden you're famous, whatever. Uh, and now I'm kind of in that position, sort of. Um, this company approached me and I'm like, you know what, if I can make a few bucks for telling people that their watch is great, okay, I will do it. Whatever. I love their watch, but yeah. So, um, I apologize to anybody that I may have been snippy with about using my, um, gifts to contact the other side or anything that I can do with energy work. Um, I'm sorry. Blame my mom. <laughs> because, especially when it comes to energy work, she really does look down on that and and has actually called me a product of Satan once because of what I do. Um, that was a little alarming, uh, a little painful. And then when my dad was dying, it was like, can you do this? Can we do this? We need to do this for your dad. And all of a sudden, it was okay. I was no longer a product of Satan, but, you know, accepted by her spiritual beliefs and, you know, useful. So when I'm useful, then I'm okay. 
And when she doesn't have a use for my gifts, then um, she's praying for me. So, <laughs> anyway. All right. So now that we've dealt into my family trauma, um, I'm going to wrap this up because we are now sitting at 51 minutes. And um, next week, uh, we're going to delve into... I had a story, actually, about Lake Simcoe to share. And I think I'm going to save it for next week. Um, we have our own Loch Ness monster, so to speak, in the lake at the end of my street. And if you are a close friend of mine, then you have seen how close I live to Lake Simcoe. I am in Willow Beach. It's right there. And we have um, our own Loch Simcoe monster or as the first Huron First Nations call it, Yogo Pogo. <laughs> so I will share that with you guys next week. And next week we will delve into some creepy, scary, haunted stories. Um, because it is October. So we're going to do the creepy, scary, fun stuff. Because that's what I like to do. And I'm trying, going to try and keep this month um, not as serious as I've kept. Not as... as um, personal not as heavy as I have kept the last few because I kind of need to lighten myself up a little bit um sharing all of my personal trauma with you guys has been great therapy and my therapist is all for it um she says it's great and you know it's really helping but when I spoke to her this morning, we also kind of noticed that going down that path and bringing all that stuff back up is kind of not as, it's kind of having an adverse effect. And I'm, I'm getting to a spot where it's not helping anymore at the moment. I need to kind of step back from my own personal trauma and go, okay, I need a breather. We're going to be a little superficial. We're going to be a little lighthearted. We're going to be a little fun for a few podcasts. I can't be that raw every week. I can't. So I apologize if that's what you were expecting this week. Um, but yeah, you know, Lou needs a break. Lou needs a, a mental disengagement. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so I'm going to get out of here. Uh, if you want to find me, the podcast, you can find me on pretty much anywhere that streams podcasts. We are on Google Play, iTunes, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, and then you can find us on Facebook at Lupa's Bits, the podcast. You can find me on, um, God, my brain just completely went and shut off. Okay. I'm on Facebook at Lupa's Bits, the podcast. I am on Twitter at Lupa's Bits, the podcast. You can find me on TikTok being goofy and doing ridiculous things like coffee talk at Lady Lou Who. You can find me on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author, Stephanie Lupa Barty Author, Lupa's Bits the Podcast, and Lou Who Baskets, which is my basket company. I do ship to the U.S., just in case you were wondering. 
we do have a whole line of Halloween stuff and starting in November we are going to start promoting our Christmas baskets so tune into that also I am not the only podcast on the network so Mondays check out the world of myth bits you can find them on Facebook Twitter Instagram and I think that's it and Wednesdays my public life is an American nerd and then me on Fridays Lupa's bits so until next week I'm taking back my closing that has been legendary over at MythBits, and I am bringing it over to Lupus Bits because it is mine. Until next week, see ya. Carry on all day, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.